0: you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you, those of you who are joining us by television, and those of you who are joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. I want to help you to break the shackles of your past and propel you toward your future. Today, so stay tuned to today's message. We'd like to share something humorous I read. This was actually an edition of Mountain Wings, and I believe it's a true story, but I thought it was uh, somewhat humorous. And it says, While working at a pizza parlor, I observed a man ordering a small pizza to go. He appeared to be alone, and the cook asked him if he would like it cut into four pieces or six. He thought about it for some time before responding. Just cut it into four pieces. I don't think I'm hungry enough to eat six pieces. (laughs) Open your Bible, if you will, to the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians there in the New Testament. And also put your thumb in the book of Galatians, which is just... Uh, Two books back to the left of Philippians, flip back past Ephesians and you'll run into Galatians. So just right next door, Philippians and Galatians, Philippians chapter three is our first text. Let's read Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three. When you get there, say amen. Philippians chapter three, verse 13, we'll begin at verse 13 and we'll read through verse 15. Philippians three, beginning at verse 13. Ready? Let's read together in unison. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. And also flip back uh, two books to the left of the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 1. And read verses 23 and 24. Galatians chapter 1, 23, 24. Read, begin with verse 23. Let's read together in unison. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith which once he destroyed. And they glorified God in me, and we're we're talking today from the subject, getting past your past, getting past your past. and this is the apostle Paul writing here. Paul was a great man. he accomplished a a lot of wonderful, wonderful things, many wonderful things he accomplished in his life, and he was a wonderfully blessed, just a great man, but Paul had a horrendous past. And I believe that God uses his life to show us that if we'll put the past where it belongs, in its proper place, which is behind us, that we too can become great and do great things in life. And I want to just just share a little bit about Paul's past. Uh, you don't have to turn there, but uh, at the book of Acts talks about his past. Acts chapter 8, verse 3, it makes this statement about Paul. Um, he made havoc of the church. Paul actually persecuted the church before he met Christ, before he was born again. He actually was an enemy of, of the believers. Those who believed in Christ, he was an enemy. And so he, the Bible would describe that he wreaked havoc on the church. He terrorized the church. He would literally go from house to house and he would go inside. He and the soldiers, they would go inside and they would drag the believers out. Those who believed on Jesus, drag them out. They would arrest them, imprison them, torture them, persecute them, and even some were put to death. Those who were caught, some Stephen, the Bible records, was stoned to death and they laid um, the garments at Paul's feet. So he was there in consent, consenting that he be put to death. So Paul was an injurious enemy to those who believed. In Jesus Christ. And so uh, that's just a little bit about his past. He persecuted uh, the people of God. And even Jesus himself appeared to Paul. And Jesus asked him, he said, Paul, uh, Saul at this time rather, why are you persecuting me? Why are you doing these things? Do you realize that you're actually persecuting me, the Lord himself? And Paul, Saul at that time, he didn't realize that. And he said, who are you? And so Jesus introduced himself. Long story short, Jesus called him into the ministry. He called him into the ministry. And now the same zeal that Saul or Paul had persecuting and destroying the church, he now has that same zeal in building the church. And so, uh, Paul became the most prolific of all the apostles. I mean, he did more than all the apostles put together. He became the most prolific. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He preached all over the place. He preached in Caesar's palace, preached in Rome Preach being locked up and preach being free. He was all over the place. And so he was setting up churches, setting up ministries. He was training pastors. He was spreading the gospel. He was on fire for the kingdom of God. And he literally shook the world by himself. One man who was driven by purpose, one man who was driven by destiny. One man who was driven by his future. And he went on to write two-thirds of the New Testament, of which we read today in the Holy Bible. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's the one who revealed the mystery of Christ and who Christ is, who we are in Christ, and what Christ has done for us. Without Paul, we never would have known those things. And so he becomes the most powerful apostle, the most powerful vessel used of God. But yet, if you stop and look at Paul's past, you would you would think that he could have never accomplished anything with a path past as wretched as his. But Paul, had to learn how to get past his past to become great and to do great things. And so he says in Philippians 3.13, forgetting, he said, one thing I've learned. He said, I haven't arrived yet. He said, I don't have it all, but he said, there's one thing I do have. He said, there is one key I've grabbed a hold of and I operated my life. That if I'm going to do anything significant, if I'm going to be anybody significant, there's one thing I, I've grabbed a hold of, and that is forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before. And so there's a, there's a powerful message and demonstration that God uses here in this life to us. Many of us are allowing ourselves to be held back because of our past. We limit ourselves. We have on shackles from our past that keep us bound. We won't go. We won't go to our destiny. We won't pursue our dreams. We won't live to our full potential. We just won't find a way to be happy, all because we are limited and held captive by our past. I like something that Dr. Norman Vincent Peale said. He says, don't let a negative experience of your past be the defining moment of your future. Don't let a negative experience of your past be the defining moment of your future. I remember when we were, in, uh, we were in Israel and Egypt and the pastor preached a sermon about the encounter I had there riding a camel. And I had a negative experience there. And uh, I, I was ripped off in food and a con artist just got a hold of me and, and uh, he just took advantage of me riding this camel and charged me $20 to get off. <laughs> and I had a negative experience. It was a very negative. I, you know, a lot of people ask me why didn't you just jump off. Well, you didn't see the teeth in that camel. Like when he turned around and snarled at me, I was afraid to jump because I didn't want to make a sudden move because I didn't know what he was gonna do. He looked half crazy to me. He snarled, and you know, I had heard that you could be kicked by a horse, so I figured you could be kicked by a camel. And so I didn't want to take any unnecessary chances with my life dealing with this humongous creature. And so even though I had, I had to pay $20 to get off, <laughs> and I, had a, I, had a, I really had an unpleasant experience. And I recall uh, the moment I got down and paid my $20, the rest of our group They were about to take a little ride, and they were about to ride some horses, I believe. It was either horses or donkeys, or some other creature they were about to ride. And so, uh, Pastor Nathaniel asked me to come on and join them. And after having that negative experience of being ripped off riding one animal, I didn't want to ride another, any other animal. And so I initially said no. And then I realized that I can't allow my negative experience to prevent me from uh, my future experience. I can't base my future experience solely on my negative past experience. And so I had to shake off that past experience and I was brave enough to climb on the new creature and I wrote it quite well and enjoyed it myself. <laughs> so never allow your negative past experience to deter you from the glorious future experience that God has in store for you. I have found that, that from thinking about this, that our negative past experiences uh, make us afraid. They make us afraid. And what fear does, once we become afraid, fear paralyzes us. Fear makes you stop. If you, if you know anything about lions, the way that lions catch their prey is by their roar. When a lion roars, that roar can be heard up to five miles away. It literally shakes the ground. And so when a lion roars, its prey freezes. And is paralyzed in fear. And because it freezes and is paralyzed in fear, it becomes an easy prey for the lion to take over. And the Bible actually says this about the devil. That he goes around like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. And so I understand that the enemy uses certain things to paralyze us, to stop us. And I believe the enemy uses our past experiences, our negative past experiences. He uses them to stop us, to paralyze us, just like the roar of the lion. And I I discovered... Three things that paralyze us from our past that the enemy uses. Number one is fear of failure. Fear of failure. Because we attempted something once and failed, we sometimes are afraid to try again. Because um, sometimes some people go into business and fail, they are afraid to ever try any other business. Sometimes people get married and the marriage fails and sometimes they are afraid to ever marry again. I've had some men that tell me that I'll never marry again. And it's because of a fear from a past experience. And so fear paralyzes us. It makes us stop. And because of of negative experiences in our, our past, it makes us, brings us to a screeching However, we should learn from our past. We should learn from our past failures and come back better. So we don't have to be afraid of failure. When you fail, simply learn from that failure and come back stronger. Come back better. Come back wiser. Think about Thomas Edison. He said, you know, he he tried uh, a a thousand times before he, you know, perfectly invented the light bulb. He said, he said, I didn't fail a, a, a thousand times. He said, I just found a thousand ways it didn't work. I successfully found a thousand ways it didn't work. You know, but think if he had just been afraid. And so you'll never accomplish anything if you allow fear to paralyze you because of past failures. Learn to... Learn to learn from your failures, learn to become better from your failures, learn wisdom from your failures, and come back better. Come back better, make adjustments, make changes, and come back better. Number two, um, the number two thing that, that um, our past, the way our past paralyzes us or causes us to stop is when we've been hurt. When we have been hurt, Um, when people have been hurt in their past, they're afraid to ever love again because someone hurt them. And so they will judge any new person based on what has already happened to them. And so they color, they look at anyone new through the colored lens of that past experience. And so uh, many people who are hurt in their past, whether it's through abuse, people are, have been abused, and because they it could be sexual abuse or some other type of emotional abuse or physical abuse, and because people have been abused in their past, sometimes they never get over it. Sometimes they're never able to live normal lives. It it it, sometimes it, it just steals their soul and they're never the same and they lose something and they never regain it and they wander aimlessly the rest of their lives because they feel something was taken from them, they were violated, they were hurt, and they are never able to get past their paths. And so abuse is is something Um, that can really really hinder a person's life. Something else that hinders life is, is death. When you experience the death of a family member or a loved one or a friend, I know people personally that I've counseled with and that just couldn't go on because somebody died. Years went by and they were still in a sunken position Because somebody died. And in a time of death, you have to trust God. You have to gain your strength from God. You have to pick up the pieces and continue with life. Knowing that God still has a plan for your life. Knowing that in Him, whoever died... They knew him, they're still alive. There is no death in him. Those that believe on him, there is no death. And so when you realize that there is no death, and when you realize that the person who passed on would want you to live a full and whole and healthy and happy and fulfilled life, this is how you're able to pick up the pieces. And continue to live and move on in life. And it takes time. It takes time to heal. It takes time to move on. And so these are some things that you have to recognize when something bad has happened in your past. I recall uh, Joyce Meyer telling how her father abused her, sexually abused her for many years of her early life. And how it almost destroyed her. And she could have sunk into a life of despair for the rest of her life. Never got over it. But she said that she eventually, eventually realized that she had to forgive him. And allow God to heal her. And she was able to move on with life. And because she was able to get past her past. She was able to find the redemptive value in her suffering and in her pain. And God took what was meant to destroy her. And God has used it to bring deliverance to a multitude of people around the world. And now she ministers to hurting women. And she has the largest ministry headed by a female in the world. And so God took a life that was broken and wounded and hurt and used it for his redemptive value but she could have sunk into despair and wasted the rest of her life in her past the past is a is a it's a very um, dehumanizing mechanism that can just steal a, steal and rob from us rob our very lives from us and cause us To be paralyzed and just stuck in our tracks. I like something that someone said, don't let yesterday's regrets destroy tomorrow's hopes. Don't let yesterday's regrets destroy tomorrow's hope. And here's the third thing that I realized about um, allowing what your past, negative past experiences will do in your life. The third thing um, is condemnation. Um, condemnation will paralyze you. I have, I have counseled many people. I have even had grown men in my office crying because of condemnation. and They couldn't go on. They, they couldn't forgive themselves over a past sin or mistake or failure. Just paralyzed, just paralyzed, just paralyzed. And I had to let them know um, there are three things you need to do. You need to simply repent, number one. Number two, and this is important, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And number three, move on with your life. Repent, forgive yourself, and move on With your life. That's why Jesus shed his blood. Jesus shed his blood to get rid of our yesterday. And we have to realize that we can't change our past. But we can certainly do something about our present and our future. Someone, a businessman, had this sign in his office. And it simply said, yesterday ended last night. I want you to go to airjesus.com and you can listen to this message, message number 7403. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. And thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. And that gentleman just... He hung that sign in his office yesterday, that yesterday ended last night, just to be a reminder to himself and to his employees. And we can't do anything about the past, but we can certainly do something about today and tomorrow. And so it's, it's, there's something powerful about releasing your past, releasing your past hurts, releasing your past failures, releasing your past sins. And moving on, reaching forth to the wonderful things that are before us. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm going to ask one of our pastors to come and close us out.
1: Amen. We thank Pastor C. Elijah for that uh, phenomenal message. I'm Pastor Nathaniel, and normally... I let Pastor James close out, but I was hearing God speak to me early in the message for me to close out today, and I didn't understand why now I do. The message that C. Elijah just delivered is of profound importance in our lives to be able to release the past. And for those of you listening electronically and for those of you who are here, you might have noticed there was a lot of crackling and static in the microphone as he spoke, which is unusual, because usually our broadcasts are audio crystal clear. And the audio uh, manager, uh, Peter McCure was motioning to us here on the pulpit that his microphone was too low on his lapel, and as a result, every time he moved, it was rubbing against it and was creating all of this noise. And then, you notice the last three or four minutes of his message, the sound changed and cleared up as he picked up the handheld mic. And the message and and why God wanted me to close out as he spoke to me, and and that's why nothing is coincidental or accidental. Everything is orchestrated. Now, I will speak Sunday. And I will make sure and see Elijah from this point on that the microphone is positioned high on the tie And, and this is the word that God wanted me to speak to you just as an addendum to the message of forgetting and letting go of your past. Forget it and let it go but do not repeat The mistakes of the past Or the mistakes of others So I don't have to have my mic low To know not to do that And see Elijah Will not do that again He'll check it every time From here on out To make sure it's high up So it doesn't rub It's a simple thing But too often We not only remember the past We make the same mistakes Over and over And over and over and over and over again. So we don't just forget it. We keep doing the same things over and over. So that was why he used that example as a simple thing. Some of you got too much static in your world. Because you positioned the mic the same way this time that you did last time. It is making some noise. And you're doing the same stuff over and over and over. And you're going to keep getting the same noise. So this is what God wanted you to know about your past. Forget it. But don't repeat that mess. Don't do over and over what has been causing the same things, the same kind of interference, and the same kind of noise, and the same kind of mess up in your world. Change some stuff. Don't repeat those patterns. So we thank C. Elijah for that message, and I thank God just for that example showing us some stuff so I'm going to make sure from here on out my mic is way up on the top and I can guarantee you see Elijah well he will make sure and see I had to to, to experience if I hadn't seen his mic down I could have done the same thing But, but now if I do that what would that make me? exactly you don't even have to say it exactly exactly sometimes there's no better teacher than to go through and experience either yourself or to see others So, that's the point God wanted you to understand in addendum to that. Let it go. But stop making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. Because you're going to keep getting the same noise out of your world. This ends message number 7403 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message number 7403 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7403. Listen to AirJesus.com and TheOnlineWord.com often and keep your spirit charged up.